Hello and welcome to the Loud and Proud podcast. This is Sunday night's podcast as usual. It's half time in the Dundalk game in the FAI Cup final, so I said I'd nip in, do the podcast and get it edited in the second half. Good first half, Dundalk playing good football, Rover had a good chance, hopefully they'll do a bit of damage in the second half for the couple of goals and maybe scrape out a win um, for the come on to town anyway big weekend in loud kind of behind the scenes on the field of play trials and tribulations there was trial games on on Saturday and Sunday across Darver and uh, I wasn't down there but I'm hearing reports back and just players who were there and who turned up and uh, just before we get into trials I'm just going to read out something that I wrote on the old loud and proud blog spot uh, blog page back in the Thursday the 1st November 2012 so this is this is something that's mad just how, how things kind of come full circle and the way things move on so um, the trialist the trialist it's that time of year lads all over the county have been asked to go for trials trials I hear you say is that what where the lads in flashy white boots make the name for themselves mates passes to their mates the subtle good player things get left unnoticed every man for himself in a scrappy game of five quarters of players who don't know each other yep trials however flawed trials may be I'll get into that now in a minute there is always the opportunity there and under new management you could do one thing that catches their eye and that's why they are still in use before the players are actually on the field they all go through the same thing on the way down. Well before that, it's being asked. First comes the delight. The moment you are asked, you instantly turn back into the eight-year-old with the plastic champion ball, the red jersey with AIBP slapped across your front and the imagination of being Stephen White in Crow Park. Last minute, All-Ireland final. You know the drill. Stephen White was the man when I was eight. Had the swagger and took it all in glory an eight-year-old's dream that's uh, mad yeah I'll get to that in a second but then comes the weighing up process am I good enough have I the time jeez I'm even fit enough to play a trial what would my friends and family think I'm just coming off a cold to be honest the doubt basically others choose not to go maybe they can't commit or they're scared from trials or scarred from trials of the past when obviously most lads ask to go go why because it's so hard to turn the county down Plus, if you don't go, you're letting the eight-year-old inside you down. You forget all the doubts for the dream. We all want to play for our county. Put on, put in the hard graft, improve as a footballer, represent the jersey with pride. That's why we do it. It being a November night, possibly getting off work early, forgetting prior commitments to go, a warm fire and avoiding the rejection of not being picked. So, as the friends and family wave the players off, they'll say, go on, no regrets. And the eight-year-old inside every one of them intends not to have any. So I wrote that in, yeah, I wrote that way, way back, eight years ago now. And I was actually a trialist that night myself. Fitzer had just, um, he just kind of left the role and in came Aidan O'Rourke. And uh, himself and Martin O'Rourke's brother were over the two teams. But it was actually his brother Martin over one team and... Bernie Murray over the other team and um, Martin O'Rourke warmed us all up on the Astor Tough pitch but it was just mad it's like Fitz is now the chairman and we're having trials this weekend eight, eight months eight years later still doing the trials and um, 
it's it's just mad like it's still uh, boys going down there now will have that same kind of flutter in the belly well especially lads that haven't been there before get this is their big chance to get there we get the names in a minute well, well i'll probably do a more extensive breakdown on the names come tuesday's podcast um, just to get a look on who's who who was down there at the weekend. But it still stays the same. You want to play for your county, this is a big chance for you to play for your county. Because it, it's not been picked out from club level, it's been picked out from a game where you're asked to go re- represent your club and play for your county. So it, like it, it's kind of a, it's a step up from playing in the club and, and represent, you're not representing your club uh, per se, you're representing yourself on behalf of your club. So it's very, it, it was, it, it's good times. And I know I kind of hinted at trials, yeah, the flawed kind of method. Because I suppose I would have a couple of, um, I would a couple of theories on that. Um, I suppose, like, uh, uh, looking at the team list there, there's about 912 players. Like, I remember getting the Lou TV team list, and you're working it out there's 38 teams, and you're, you're going by a panel of 26. And there, I know there'll be more players. So, say you're looking at 920 players there in the county available for selection. So, say nearly a thousand players. And um, the way the trials were the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, you had a game on yesterday and a game on today. So you're looking at picking the top 100 players in the county for those trials. If you want to make it any way decent, you're looking at, say, 25 on 20, panels of 25 on 25. So obviously then you're going to have a big bulk of goalkeepers in there. So you're going to have four or five, six goalkeepers, maybe just as backup for, for either side. Um, and then this year you had it that the um, last year's panel senior panel members had the trial as well. So that was interesting as well for Mickey Hart. Um, so I think an email went around the clubs asking for players who are picked to go. So that's interesting. Like I wonder, did Mickey look at all? Look at well, you obviously looked at last year's uh, loud senior games, intercounty games. But I'd say he would have got all the games from Lou TV. Would he have looked at all the senior games and picked the players from there and had them in? Because uh, it was a great, it's a great resource to have. You can look at every player in different positions, and if he likes to, to look at one player, you could pick him out and ask him to come down. I presume that's the way it went. I presume you still look at that, look back on that. Probably an open door policy the way Mickey operates as well. But even like I said, Bernie Murray and Martin O'Rourke there over us back in eight years ago. Imagine this year you're going down and Mickey Hart's overseeing it and Gavin Devlin is there and other different lads are there, kind of picking the team. So you want to impress. Um, that fitness element will lads be fit and Mickey did say in an interview with Colin Corrigan that players will be given a chance to get up to, up to speed if they did get back there there's other players there um, that have been there last year or haven't been there last year are they going to come back Where they did they go for the trials are they too big for trials are they going to come back straight away so that's interesting um, so we'll get to that more on Tuesday to see who is there but I know a couple of younger lads have been asked to go the likes of uh, Craig Shevlin from the Dreadnoughts, um, Kieran McMahon from the Moctas, uh, Ben Collier, Colin McCall, Joe's boys, they were asked there. So there's youth there being asked in. Um, so that, that's that's very good. And then obviously you're going to have, a, there's a lot of players being picked from the big three of Ardy, the Blues and the Monster boys. Evan Whelan as well is another player that's been picked along with the five Martins fellas that have been on the panel last year. So it's um, it's interesting. It's always very exciting. Like you want on air on air to gem. You want to get like good players going. 
what I'm hearing from the trials is that Connor Grimes and Sam Mulroy were just outstanding. Um, the Bournes as well, they're back, so they, they played very well too on the Saturday. Um, so it's very interesting, very, very interesting. Another way I'd look at it would be, I know Mickey's going to look at all the games on Lou TV and, and picking players up and looking to pick a, pick maybe positions that if he feels he's struggling, he goes and have a look at all the cornerbacks, he'd go and have a team, look at all the team lists as well. But um, the way I would look at it is, I would have it, uh, just from looking at Mayo today, and uh, the way they took care of Tipperary. Tipperary had about I mean, nine, nine, but when it went up to about 12 or 13, 12 actually that played against us in the league where we should have beat them. I, I mentioned that on Friday's uh, email if you're signed up to Patreon. Um, but, yeah, looking at Mayo, they, they had to re, re kind of invigorate themselves and define themselves and they picked players more or less to go for Dublin. So they've gone with Pace with O'Donoghue and uh, all those new players, O'Hara and Mullen and that. All those sort of players, they've, they've changed the dynamic. And, and the way I would look at it is, I would get a lot of players in for trials and I would just do kind of speciality tests with them. Their speed, uh, fitness, um, a, a vertical leap. Just so all of those sort of tests in the gym. And if anyone really stands out, I, I'd keep them in. If they're exceptional above the mark, they'd be kept in. Uh, or, or if you're looking just for speedy players you want to just get the the 50 most speediest paciest players in the county and get them involved in the panel maybe find a position for them make like we've seen a couple of years ago Derek Maguire made into a wing back um, sweeper sort of situation so it's just it's kind of tailoring players and, and building them up and, and kind of solving problems and that's the way I would do it that's the way I would find the players and look at it in, in that sort of uh, basis. I know there's, um, there's a lot of emails going out and players will be picked from that club. But I presume they'll be given the... Uh, they'll be given... The, the, like Mickey will be given a fair scope of who's going to be there. I know a lot of the last year's panel um, have been asked back down. And then a couple of players from those previous couple of years. All them panel names are given. Then a few extra as well. So it's... It's interesting, and um, we'll get more into it on Tuesday, like I say. And um, With the, the rest of this podcast, it's going to be a look back and the pick of the week's action in terms of, ta- I was talking to Derek Walsh, you know, the 20 manager, well, not manager, he's part of the management um, set up with Christy Grimes, Jim Farrell, and John O'Brien. So he gives really good insight, uh, and then Brian McGuigan as well, he gives really, really good insight, he's very good crack. Um, talking about Gavin Devlin, his teammate, club and county, and then his old county manager, Mickey Hart. So he gives us great insight there, and uh, really enjoyable. Uh, but that's that. That's majority of the podcast um, done. Thanks very much for, for signing up uh, for another month of action on Loud and Proud. Patreon.com forward slash Loud and Proud. So hopefully Dundalk have won at this stage, and then uh, you can, we, we'll actually... Before we find out how Dundalk did, we'll get into the action now. First up with uh, Derek Walsh, now we finish with Brian McGuigan. Is there a style of play Derek you have, or will that will that come with the players, or what way do you what way do you see yourselves playing? Well, to be honest, it, it will be we'll be linking in with Mickey and, and Gavin, right? Um, because. As I said before, we're looking at the guys stepping into the senior, so I don't think we can go off on our own bat and 
I'm put our <laughs> personal style. So I think we need we need to get a style that's right for live football. Um, and I, I've been there before where you've you've changed managers and all of a sudden you're asked to play a different way. If we can get a, a link between and even go back to our highs under 17s, if we can get a link the whole way through that the players are, are comfortable with playing um, and that everyone is on the same page, I suppose, again, the transition should be easier. So we'll be speaking with Mickey and Gavin and, and getting their ideas on how they see that the guys should be maybe setting up or what system they'd like them. Again, it might be a thing that they just want to move the ball quicker. That could be a system in itself. But, right. Um, you know, we for freedom of the field where you have your, your players attacking together, defending together, transition is a lot quicker than maybe before or, or the opposite. Or maybe possession is king. So we see what the guys say. Hopefully we'll be meeting them this week. But I suppose the most important thing is, uh, Derek, is the, is the giant up thinking. Regardless of styles yes. of play around, like, like you even mentioned Aaron High is brilliant. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, like the guys, the under 17 are going to be out now in the next week or two. Um, I think it's the weekend after next. So, you know, it's those guys, when they step out of under 17, their next squad, so to speak, would be the under 20s. Yeah. Um, so we'd be looking at having a certain number of those players, even then, the under 20s, uh, if they're when they're available, when they become available. Um, because in two to three years' time, they're, they're going to be the guys that are up playing at their age group and um, they're going to be the 19 year olds that are, are the mainstay in the team they're the form of the spine of the team so that link has to be there and um, i don't see how else it could work nearly than daniel yeah yeah and yeah. um, there needs to be communication i think again the guys have been really really good at the top table where you've christy you've you've aaron high you've and um, Colin Kelly, like those guys play together, you know, they know they know each other, they're good friends as well outside of football. Um, and then even the likes himself, David Reid, you know, Jamie Murray, John O'Brien. So we're getting guys that are familiar with each other. Like yeah. too big of a place either, so everyone knows each other, but it's it's important that we have that communication um open. And then it's exciting then at the top you you probably it's exciting for yourself even as a coach to work with Mickey and Gavin. Learn off him and that as well. Yeah, yeah. As, as <laughs> the four of us were actually just chatting last night, um, Jim, John, myself, and Christy, and, and we said that, that this is a great opportunity for ourselves individually and personally to 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 work with the caliber of, of Mickey and Gavin, like to, to being there. To you know, they don't need any anyone to read out their CVs. Everyone knows what they're about. And um, and for us, as I said previously, like I've worked with. Been lucky enough to work with Paddy Clark, it's brilliant even just for that year. And um, you want to surround yourself and put yourselves in, in the best environments. You know, I was lucky enough to work with Thomas McNamee, Jim Matches, you know, Don McNally. These guys are, you know, are really good at what to do. So, um, pick the brains. I think that's, that, it's a lot to do with coaching as well to put yourselves in the best, put yourself out there to be, um, to work with the best coaches. And to work with these guys that have more experience, everyone keeps telling me that you need to get experience, but you can only get that from from being in these situations. So hopefully that will that will help. Football and it's very hard to express yourself in that environment. So, uh, but as Mickey Hart always said to me, uh, 
um, good players will will adapt to any system that's through at them. So yeah, yeah. Uh, they should always prevail. Come here. I'm probably asking the wrong person with this question, but is there any downside to Mickey Hart? Like, is there any reason why it necessarily wouldn't work? Like with himself and Loud. said that actually that like he doesn't want he didn't want anyone with him it's just himself and Gavin because of those yeah. reasons he just wants if I if this goes balls up it's it's me that gets the will take the flack I suppose you know he wanted to be independent yeah, I suppose you know you can see the difference and you can see the difference already in Tyrone and that so there'd be a bit of crack in the camp then like in terms there'd be no like drinks ban or no like because you had good characters back then the likes of Muggsy and all yeah. that Mickey, like, I can never ever mind Mickey putting a drink spawn on, on our team because he knows himself that if anybody, the, the, as I said earlier on, the people that he has in, he knows what they're about, he knows they're honest. So if you're in a county setup, you should know, yeah. you should know how to conduct how to conduct yourself. So uh, he, he would have knew that there'd be no messing about or, or anything. So uh, don't get me wrong, like, the likes of Owen Mulligan, he had let. He let him go and, and, yeah. and released a bit of a, the pressure off himself the whole time. But uh, as I say, he places plenty of trust in his players that he has at his, at his disposal, and uh, he never would place any drink ban or anything. The only drink ban he'd probably have to place on would be would be harsh because he's <laughs> he, 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 he he wouldn't want to see him when he's drunk. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant stuff. I mentioned that on Tuesday and Wednesday, released two on the Wednesday. Uh, very excited after listening to those two lads. Very excited after listening to the, the feedback from the trials that went on today in Darver and yesterday and Saturday. Like I said, I'll have more on it on uh, Tuesday's podcast. A bit of managerial news as well. Um, and then a look ahead to the Loud Miners who take on Kildare. Still on, as far as we know. I know the FAI have reeled back there, kind of underage fixtures but looks like that game against Kildare in Newbridge at half 12 on Saturday is going ahead and then on Sunday in Darver there's a Hurland minor competition going ahead as well uh, so yeah we'll have a build up to that during the week and loads of club action as well so thanks very much for, for listening on the Sunday night as usual I wonder to have the dark one um, 
do let me know and I'll have a bit of correspondence on tour to, during the week. I hope they actually do win because um, Captain Brian, I think he's your captain, I don't know, uh, Brian Gartland, a really good lad, had him on the podcast. One of, I think it was the first lockdown with Paddy Keenan and John Heslin, really good lad. And I think he's a fully signed up member too. Sean O'Mahon, he's, he's married in down there. So, uh, yeah, hope to do it. Um, that's all. Thanks very much for listening. I'll chat to you Tuesday or Thursday or Wednesday. And if not, I will chat to you Sunday. But keep an eye on all my social feeds, loud and proud. Um, good luck. Thanks for listening. Bye. I'm delighted to end the podcast with a loud win. Dundalk won the cup, of course, 4 2. Hat trick for Dave McMillan. And well done to the lads and well done to Brian. Uh, Garland, who isn't actually captain, is Chris Shields, but well done, Brian and all down there. Go on the town.